We're going to talk about peace on earth for a moment. Peace can be described as the absence of conflict or the presence of joy. Now, tonight, there are a lot of kids in the room. Some of you are really comfortable. Some of you are ready to stand. So we're going to read the scripture and you can stand or you can sit. Whatever you want to do. If you've got children, whatever's best for you with the children. But whoever wants to stand, let's stand. And we're going to read Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. You may be seated. The season would not be complete without the reading of that passage of Scripture. In verse 13 and 14, it says, A great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. At the perfect fullness of time in the prophesied city of Bethlehem, a Savior was born, Christ the Lord. And there are two great purposes identified in verses 13 and 14, and they are glory to God and peace on earth, peace on earth among those with whom he is pleased. That is, those who receive Christ and trust Him as Savior and Lord. Peace on earth. I want us to think about that peace for a moment. And I want us to think very, very briefly about four aspects of that peace. First, the peace of God. Then peace with God. Then peace with yourself. And then peace with others. First of all, the peace of God. This peace is of and from God. There is is a future peace 
in store for us, according to the Scripture. In Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 14, the prophet says, For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And the prophet Isaiah said in the ninth chapter and the seventh verse of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. But Jesus came to inaugurate that peace now among God's people. It is of him. It is not our invention or at our initiation or our work. It is all of him, the peace of God. He gives you peace. In the scripture, in Romans chapter 15, verse 13, it says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. In Philippians, the fourth chapter and the ninth verse, Paul records these words that bless our hearts. Whatever you have learned or received from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you all. And then from First Thessalonians, chapter five, verse 23, Paul writes, may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. And then from Hebrews, the 13th chapter and the 20th verse, now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything for doing his will. Jesus himself said in John 14, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. And in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 14, Paul writes this, For he himself is our peace. Jesus came to bring us peace. The peace of God. And the peace of God cannot be separated from God himself. So do you want peace in your life? I think all of us would say, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Then let Christ rule in your life. He is the most glorious person in your life. And a heart bent on showing the glory of God will know the peace of God. God gets the glory and you get the peace. The second thing that we think about from this text in Luke chapter 2, is peace with God. We have the peace of God, but the Scripture speaks to us about the peace of peace with God. It is our foundational need to have peace with God. In Romans chapter 5 and verse 1, Paul says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by faith, not by works, not by tradition, but by faith. And the peace of God is this. He is not angry with me. He forgives my sin. I am no longer in rebellion. 
He is not against me, but for me. And fear is gone because I have peace with God. So there is the peace from God. There is peace with God. And thirdly, there is peace with yourself. Guilt and anxiety are gone when we are at peace with God. Fear no longer paralyzes me or you. In Philippians chapter 4, Paul writes, Do not be anxious about anything but in everything, every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. He guards our hearts and our minds against the assault of worry, confusion, and uncertainty. There is lot a lot of that in our world today. You know it, I know it. And as I mentioned this morning with tongue-in-cheek, if you watch the evening news, if you can handle it, you see it. There is confusion. There is anxiety. There is uncertainty. But we have the privilege of having the peace of God and being at peace with God and having peace with ourselves because I know that I can come in prayer to Him knowing in advance that I am at peace with Him and that I can trust Him. Lastly, we can have peace with others. Mm. Often we feel like we're not totally in control of that. Christmas family gatherings on occasion have been known to be filled with tension, if you weren't aware of that. But in Romans chapter 12 and verse 18, Paul says to us, If it is possible as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Exult in being saved and at peace with God. And do not be drawn into conflict. In Ephesians chapter 4, Paul reminds us of it so vividly and so clearly. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. Cultivate the amazement that comes with being saved, with being a child of God. Life is too short for us to spend it in conflict with those that we love. So I challenge you tonight from the Scripture, if you are at odds with a loved one, be it a spouse, a parent, a child, a sibling, if you are at odds with that one or even those several, This is the time and the season to put it to rest and to be at peace with those that you love. Time is short.
Do it now. Keep trusting God. Do all in your God-given power to be at peace with others. And so we have the peace of God. We have peace with God. We have peace with ourselves. And we have peace with others. And glory to God, peace among men with whom he is well pleased, those who know him, love him, and trust him. We close our this part of our service as we always close the exposition of the Word of God, and that is with an opportunity for someone to give his or her heart to Jesus. What a magnificent night it would be for someone who has come to this place to celebrate Christmas but does not yet know the Christ of Christmas. How magnificent it would be for you to come into a personal saving relationship with Jesus. So in a moment, we're going to stand. Brother Gary will lead us in a Christmas carol of invitation. And as he does, to give your heart to Christ, come and meet me at the front and simply say, Pastor, I need Jesus. And a member of our staff will be here to pray with you and open God's word and share with you. Now, Father, in the quietness of this moment, we know that there are some in this room who may be very excited about the celebration of the season, but do not have the peace of God in their hearts, a peace that comes from God that gives them peace with God and peace with themselves and peace with others. They don't have it, but they can have it tonight by trusting Jesus And so I pray that that one, two, three, or however many there are in this room who need Jesus will come now trusting him as Savior and Lord. We worship you, we love you, we adore you, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. God speaks to your heart. You come now as we stand and sing together.